He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. The, the first thing that I really encourage folks is you need to share your story because that story and who you are is the one thing no one else can replicate. That is what makes you stand out from anyone else. And that is also how we connect with our guests. So it's not just more of, hey, we love the lake. I grew up here, so we decided to build a place and then you guys can um, stay too. It's not that. It's, it's going deeper than that. Now, everybody's got a different comfort level of how much they wanna share. But the more you can share, the more connections you make with your guests. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. What's up, everybody? I'm Will Slickers, the host of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. And this episode specifically is sponsored by my friends at Hostfully. Now, Hostfully is a digital guidebook and property management platform for vacation rental experts and boutique hotel owners. If you want, you can go to their website, hostfully.com, and use my code SLICKTALK20, and I'll get you two months of free use on their digital guidebook platform, or you'll get $100 off when you go sign up for the property management platform. Now, Hostfully also does great insight and white papers on the industry around the world. And last year in 2020, they released their industry report showcasing what we've learned through the times of COVID-19 and what hosts, managers, and owners alike are looking for as we grow as an industry into the recovery mode here in 2021. Now, I highly recommend you go get this data report. You can hit the link in the show notes and then it'll take you right to their website where you can download it yourself. And you may see in a couple pages in the expert report, uh, some expert insights from your one and only Truly Will Slickers. Now, I highly recommend you guys go check it out. Thank you for tuning into this episode. And now back to Slick Talk. Right, everybody welcome back to slick talk the hospitality podcast i'm your host will slickers and today i have a lovely guest who is named tyanne marsink hammond welcome to the show i'm super glad to have you on who you know i've been watching you for like maybe the last year we kind of have been in the same circle through you know the short-term rental industry seeing your your name quite often so i figured it was just a natural thing to happen to get you on the podcast so i'm really glad to have you here and it's just been an exciting time to get to know you a little bit thank you will i really appreciate the invite and honored to be here of course of course so tell us where you're located and kind of a little bit about who tyann is sure so i am located in missouri united states and I am sixth generation to where I live. So my great, great, great grandfather um, moved here and um, named the little tiny town of Lyon in Lyon, Missouri. Okay. Um, after General Lyon in the Civil War, had its stone house built. Um, my brother, you know, every generation has lived in that stone house. My brother's there and just grew up in this area. And a lot of people don't, you know, they look at me, they're like, Missouri, okay, that's middle of the country, that's backwards, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I start talking about the magicalness of this area. And 
more and more people are realizing it. You know, the Missouri Visit Mo destination uh, for the state has been doing a really good job about getting the magic of Missouri out there too. And so I just love being able to bring people in and into our different properties and creating those spaces for them. Um, but the way I got started in vacation rentals is my aunt and uncle one year decided, hey, we're, we're going to buy this house down at Table Rock Lake, Branson, Missouri. Mm -hmm. They bought this four bedroom house, the largest house available to stay at as a vacation rental. This is, you know, back in, what was it, 2005, 2006. So, okay. you know, pre Airbnb, way back. Yeah, yeah. And they moved all their personal furniture into this house. And then they, at home, they would sit on, on their, um, uh, I can't think today. What Is it their, like a lawn chair? Lawn chairs, yes. Yeah, <laughs> so they're sitting, so they're at home, they're sitting on their lawn chairs. Well, my parents saw the success of what they did and they decided, hey, we're going to sell our commercial apartment buildings and go buy two houses down there. And we're going to buy five bedroom houses. So now my parents had the mm -hmm. largest places. So then the next year, um, my husband at the time and I decided, hey, let's, let's try this out. Let's take a risk. Let's build a house. So we built our first house, four bedrooms, four bathrooms. And at that time, we were trying to decide, do we sleep 12 people or do we put another sofa sleeper in and sleep 14 people? Hmm. Well, once you run the numbers, we found out if you sleep more than 12 people, your competition is 12 properties. Okay. So it's like, okay, that's what we're doing. Put the extra sofa sleeper in. And two years later, we built the five bedroom house. My parents every year were building two houses at a time, reaching up to seven bedrooms. I and mean, just this gradualness. So now um, my one brother's got, is in it. Then my, my youngest brother, who's 19, he just closed on two condos, he's in it. In the oh, wow. meantime, the largest houses our family owns is at 10 bedrooms. And so if you count all of our family's houses, who are our direct competition, by the way, we're, <laughs> we're at almost 20 houses in the area. But if you're also searching for a house that sleeps 12 or more, the competition when I started in 2007 was 12 houses. Now you're looking at over 400 properties. Oh, wow. What so, a big growth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So with that and tremendous growth, we're the type of people that we want to stay ahead of everyone else. So at first mm -hmm. I was professional photographs and mm -hmm. a lot of people might know me in the industry as the vacation rental photographer. And so I had very quickly learned, you know, professional photographs is what I need. I taught myself how to do it. I started teaching that and that has kept us and, you know, at the top of the game. So then after that, we went, we were some of the first to change over to the white linens and the triple sheeting mm -hmm. and, what we've learned is the more and more we hone in on who our target guest is and who we are and who our brand is, the more and more successful we are because we're drawing in exactly the guest we want. Oh, uh, that's yeah, no, that's great. I was going to say um, th the fact that you're doing this in Missouri too, because I've been to Missouri once and it was for basic training at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. So yeah. I, no offense, I have not seen the magic you have talked about because I hated my time there. It was there horrible. There is no magic in Fort Leonard, but I'm sorry. No, no I drive. I drive past there. I will drive past there in a couple hours on my way down to Branson. There's no magic in Fort yeah. Leonard, but I'm sorry. 
yeah no it was uh lots of terror and mud and rain and lightning and then really hot sun and then all of a sudden snow five minutes later so it was like it was just like a big it was like the year 2020 all in like one you know 10 week span it was just like wow i can't believe we had that so i i'm just impressed by that because you know from that experience of fort Underwood, and then like if you how far would you say you know your your properties and your collection are from that area that where the magic really is so from where you were at all you had to do was go down 44 and 65 two hours later that's it okay. you would have been at table rock lake in branson and Branson is considered the live music show capital of the world. There are oh, more wow. theater seats in Branson than Broadway in New York. The caliber of performer rivals Broadway. I have talked to some folks that have left Broadway. Um, the lead choreographer for Wicked left there to come perform in Branson. Oh, wow. Yeah, the, the you have Table Rock Lake, which it is a man-made lake, but you can do absolutely any type of water activity, including scuba diving and parasailing. Okay. You This is where Silver Dollar City is located, which is one of the top 10 theme parks in the country, maybe even one of the top three, has one of the top 10 Christmas light displays in the country. And Missouri has is the cave state as well. So you have all these different caves to explore. You also add in the fact that we are within a day's drive of half the population of the United States. So when you wanna to get together with okay. your family and everyone yeah. says, hey, let's just drive somewhere. Where can we go? What destination has anything possible that all the different personalities of a family could want? So you've got the nature activities, you've got the shows activities, you've got the tourist trappings, you have everything. Oh, and you've got Top of the Rock, so I'm sure you've heard of Bass Pro Shops, correct? Yes, I have. Okay, so Bass Pro Shops started there in the Ozarks, Johnny Morris. So Johnny Morris's Big Cedar Lodge is just a couple miles south of our own properties. And you can actually see Top of the Rock from some of our properties. Yeah. And up there is the most amazing view of Table Rock Lake. And every evening from March to November, there is the sunset celebration where as the sun sinks below the horizon, there is a bagpiper who plays and there is a ceremony and then everyone cheers to the sunset. And the detail that Johnny Morris has created and taken the naturalness of Missouri and the Ozark Mountains, it rivals Disney. It truly, wow. the detail rivals. So you bring all that together. And then, oh, by the way, Beverly Hillbillies, they were first, the first episodes were there at Silver Dollar City. And Ruth and Paul Henning, who created Beverly Hillbillies, fell in love so much with the, the Ozarks. They bought, I think it's over 300 acres. And there's, so there's the Ruth and Paul Henning Conservation Area. And then you have Shepherd of the Hills, which is a book. And that's where all that started. So you'll have to go read it. That, so this is like, this is a huge example of why I wanted you on the show, because all this stuff that you're describing is the perfect example of what we should be doing in the industry we need to know our area and make like you describe so much like now i want to go to missouri like i actually want to go and it's like that oh, you just got me so amped up because you're just such, that's such a good example like you literally are describing like the way it should be you know you are the destination and you need to know your area and i think that's like a huge part you talked about photography and just like being ahead of the game and um 
I think, you know, we're talking about branding and marketing and knowing like the destination. And this is why I wanted to talk to you. So tell us about your two brands, because I find this really key and really important, especially with 2020, you know, we're on the cusp of the beginning of 2021. We're in the new year. We're in kind of, I think I can tell, you know, obviously COVID and everything hasn't gone away. It's not like it's a new year, new me type deal. It's, it's still here, but I can tell there's like a refresher, like a refreshing restart, I feel. And you guys have obviously probably gone through some challenges as well with COVID. It's not been easy for anybody, but I think branding and marketing and the way you're describing the destination is super key. And so tell us about your guys' brands and why it's super important for your, for you to have created them and what you kind of learned along the way. So in, in Branson area, we've never had to really market beyond Verbo because so little competition um, and such high demand that it just wasn't necessary. And then a few years ago, as the competition really ramped up, so several new developments coming in, lots of competition coming in, I realized, okay, it's time for us to stand out more and people to really know who we are. Now, that doesn't mean taking on properties. We didn't know what that would look like, you know, doing beyond what our own properties were, but just the simple fact that we're in direct competition with our own family members, we need to be able to stand out. So, you know, holiday dinners are really fun. You know, you, not your normal family conversations. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Oh, that's great. Yes, yes. So, you know, maybe let's figure out the worst guest story or, you know, what would you do in this situation? But it's on one hand, we're direct competition, literally in the same neighborhood. So we're going after the exact same guest. But on the other hand, we have that built in, I, want, I don't want to say bubble, but when you're out there as a vacation rental host or property manager, a lot of times people don't understand what you do. They don't understand the emotional stress you go through or the emotion or the responsibility you've had that you have for your guests and for their safety. Or do they make it okay? I mean, sometimes you stay up at night waiting to watch your lock code notification coming in that they've arrived. You know, not everyone understands that. So it's really great to have family right there who understands it besides my friends in the industry. But as far as branding goes, I didn't have a brand for the longest time, for over a decade. So, you know, I started in 2007. This is my 14th year. Um, I've been around quite a while. We, we didn't have a brand. Actually, my website was vacationhomeinbranson.com. Oh, wow. I mean, so yeah. plain, so plain. Yeah. And so several years ago, I decided it is time for a brand. It's time for an actual logo. It's time to really make things look better and to have more concrete story of who we are and what our mission is and, and why we do what we do. You know, it's because this isn't just a hobby for us. It is our, it's our lifestyle. It's how we support our family. And so that's why I decided a Branson family retreats because all of our houses that are our personal houses, they end in the name retreats and it's located in Branson and we target families. So I would say, simple as that. <laughs> simple as that. And, and the URL was available. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, I'm, that must have been a battle for the, the URL there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and all the social media, uh, you know, IDs. So it's like, okay, yeah. grab the handles, grab the URL. We're there. 
how did you know about the handles that like a lot of people getting into it like don't even think they're like obviously the domain's a, a go-to for a lot of people um probably my parents wouldn't automatically think to go there but they're a little bit older they're in their their 60s so um doing what i do is a total like mind blow to them they're like what um so but like how'd you like what what made you think i need to get the handles because that's i don't think a common thought at least from what i've seen with clients and a few others it, I guess marketing stuff just comes to me naturally. And when I'm putting together a graphic or something, I only want to put one handle, you know? <laughs> so I'm going to look and make sure I grab the handles and grab ones that make sense and try to match exactly as possible. Yeah. Uh, I don't, it's just to me, it's to, in my brain, it's common sense, but I know my yeah. brain is completely different than anyone else's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, so, so now, so Branson family retreats came out from, from that, obviously the domain was available. The handles were created. Um, how did Missouri house? So like they're, they're completely different destinations too. They're not close by. They're not in the same neighborhood as most of your family. I'm assuming from that, that family right. dinner. Um, so when did that start to come into creation as well? So Missouri house happened because, um, I like a lot of times, um, it's accidental. Um, so uh, my husband and I divorced and in the divorce, I said, I only want my vacation rental properties. You take everything else. It doesn't matter to me because we had long-term rentals and, you know, all the risk was spread. He was very conservative, you know, and try to keep things like that. And it didn't happen that way. I ended up with two other properties in my local hometown. And one of them I kept as a long-term rental. The other one, the small one, I kept it a little bit as a long-term rental. Then I found out that the tenants were dealing drugs. And I was like, no, no, I cannot be a drug landlord. Mm -mm, nope. Not happening. Nope. And Missouri is really, really good for landlords, as, especially if your tenants do something illegal. All you have to do, you go to your local prosecuting office, tell them what's happened. Here's the police report. Within days, you can have your person, your tenant out. Oh, nice. So the sheriff called, I got this done on a Friday. The sheriff calls me on Monday and says, Hey, you ready to go over there and kick them out? I'm like, Oh, it happened this fast. Okay. Um, no, I, I do not have the manpower to do this. Do you mind posting a note on their front door and say they have until 10 AM Wednesday. And then I will meet you at 10 AM Wednesday. There's no problem. They post a note on the door and tenants out by 10 AM. It was great. It was pretty, pretty fast. It was fast. However, the it cost about ten thousand dollars to mm -hmm. make the house livable again. And yep. at that point, I thought, you know, we have absolutely zero short-term rentals or vacation rentals in our town. If you need a place to stay, you either stay with family or you stay in the Super Eight. And the Super Eight's located in a floodplain, and in the first floor has been flooded at least twice. So maybe we should try this. Put yeah. another two two thousand into it take a test for six months. If that doesn't happen, I can easily get it rented long-term or sell it. Not a and did, do you comp the area using like AirDNA or all the rooms? Like what was kind of giving oh. you that insight of just, you knew the area, there's nobody there. My God, there's no, there was nobody there. Literally yeah. no one there. So there was no comps period. Gotcha. So I had to look at, okay, will there be a demand? Who is the demand even going to be? Um, we had the first green industrial park in the state. So I thought, okay, where is a business traveler going to stay when they come to this industrial park? Because we had international organizations 
in our industrial park. Where are these people staying? Well, they're driving 45 minutes to a nice hotel. That's the closest place they could go. Yeah. So I thought, okay, this is worth a six month test. And, you know, I've got the places in Branson, they're holding their own. Well, they're not holding their own. They've cash flowed since the beginning. I mean, yeah. So I'm like, yeah. wait, we can do this. <laughs> and I thought, okay, I, I don't plan to do more in my hometown area because this isn't my, you know, forte. I, I, Branson's my forte. Yeah. And, but, um, Alana Schroeder, the distinguished guest, my best friend in the industry, she said, Tyann, don't corner yourself. Don't box yourself up. You need to make sure your website and your property name and your brand name is something that can grow. So even though you're naming the house Hoover House, create <laughs> a brand name and put that on your website, even if it's just one house. Gotcha. I'm like, okay. So Smart I did that. Smart advice. Smart advice. And so I know... Smart. I know uh, who you're talking about too, with the distinguished guests like that. Yeah, no, I, so that, that's great. That's a good golden nugget she gave you. Absolutely. Because after I got that going and realized, Hey, Perina Farms Event Center, you know, the name Perina, right? Uh, no, not off the top of my head right now. Dog food, cat food. Yep. Okay. There you go. Okay. Bye, so, yep. Perina is based in St. Louis, Missouri. Their event center is 12 minutes from where we live. Okay. They hold um, national dog competitions back to back from March through November every oh. year. Wow. Okay. These back to back. events That's a long time. events are scheduled up to five years in advance. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. That's like five years of constant bookings. Yeah. 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 So we, we have people booking well in a year in advance uh, to come stay in the area. And so it's like, okay, we're dog friendly. We get the business travelers. We are getting mainly the dog show people. And yeah. then of course we've got um, the neighbors needing family places to stay, people going floating. Floating is a huge deal in our area. And then you've got the wine country really close by, you know, 15 minutes north of us. So it, this six month um, test became concrete. It's like, okay, we're not doing anything else. We're keeping this, we're doing this. Did you know before six months, was it like month two and you're like, yeah, this is it or? Pretty much. Kind of, pretty much? Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, when people are booking a year in advance, it's like, oh, okay, this is a good thing. This is gonna work. Yeah. And so that, so it was about a year into that. And I looked at my finances and I realized I had a lot of money sitting in equity mm. and it started burning a hole in my pocket. Mm -hmm. You know, I, every, every time I build a house or I rehab a property, I think this is the last one I'm not doing anymore. This was so much work, you know, not only to build or rehab, but then you got to set it up and then, and getting the processes and, but by that point, I had gotten my workflow processes down that that wasn't a big deal. You know, that's not a major yeah. deal for me. You literally have a, a checklist that you just pretty much not, it's not going to be the same for every property, but you're going to have an understanding of where to start and how to finish. Right, right. Yeah. So I kind of, you know, put the word out that I was looking for another property. I, I didn't know where, but it had to be a really, really cool property for me to spend my money on. Mm -hmm. And so I had my realtor looking and I had friends looking and 
one day in December, my a friend, acquaintance, acquaintance, long actually a long time friend who happens to be my doppelganger. Doppelganger. Yeah, doppelganger. Doppelganger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like literally, people around town mistake us for each other. It's really <laughs> weird. And she calls me up, or she sends me a text. She goes, "Diane, I have the perfect property for you." I'm like, okay. And she sends it to me, and it's a dentist office. Ooh. Okay. Located in a 1900s bank building with two original vaults. Perfect. And what, it happens. I was going to say, what a theme that will be. I can, <laughs> you're set. It's like we're playing a game of tennis and you're just setting it up to serve real good. That's awesome. Well, I mean, it is the only place guests can legally launder inside a bank. Because that's awesome. Did you know? Did you know it takes a 30 inch drill bit to go through a 27 inch vault wall? I didn't know the exact details, but I knew it had been pretty, pretty extensive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. It took about 90 seconds to get through. <laughs> that's so cool. So we, I, I, I walked in and I said, this is it. And my realtor looked at me like I had two heads. She goes, what do you want to do with this? I don't understand. I said, Kim, trust me. Just trust me. Because I, I walked in and, you know, I had been looking at a couple other properties and there's just this gut feeling I get and, and the peace that I get when I walk in a place and I know it's the right one. And I get in there and even though there's this antique dental chair that looks as scary as anything, and then you've got this creepy dental artwork on the walls, but you've got the original tin ceilings, the bricks, the, the two vaults in there. It was, it's just fabulous. And I said, this is it. We're buying it. And she goes, oh, by the way, the house next door comes with it too. So, wow. So the marketing brain, yeah, the marketing brain is kicking in too. I can, I can like already see your wheels turning. <laughs> yes. So we went from, I literally went from the closing at the title office over to the property and did a Facebook live video showing it off. So you, you can see that on YouTube and just you walk, you walk into the town and the guests that arrive after dark, they're a little sketchy, but when the sun rises in the morning, they say every time, Oh my gosh, this place is magical because Marthasville, Missouri, and it's a little town of 1100 people. The flood of 93 really did a number on it. So, mm. you know, a lot of the main street area, it's called Depot Street. Um, it looks a little rundown, but across the street, you've got the MFA um, co-op, which is, is working for the farmers. So they come in with the grain and, and go out and silos and things like that. But right on the other side of them, so it's across the street from us, is the Katy Trail. And the Katy Trail is the longest rails to trails in the entire country at 237 miles. Dang. Not only that, Marthasville was the last stop of Lewis and Clark of their expedition. So when they, as far as civilization, so they stopped at Marthasville, Charette Creek, and then went on to explore. Wow. Daniel Boone's last home is right there. The largest Carmel apple, not the largest, one of the one of the largest caramel apple companies in the country is right there with their orchards. 
which the owner of that company is my friend who told me about this property. And your doppelganger. I, I, yeah, my doppelganger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and then on top of that, we're right there at the beginning of Missouri wine country. And Missouri wine country there in the Augusta Valley was the very first dedicated wine country in the United States before Napa Valley. And then we have Herman, Missouri, which is a massively well-known wine country area. Um, do you remember in your, the history books when they talked about this guy came over from Germany, saw an area of the United States, went back and made these brochures and told the Germans, you guys got to come over here to the United States. I briefly remember my history teacher freshman year talking about the pretty much like the start of propaganda and that being one of them. I think if I'm if I'm not mistaken, but that is I don't ask me much about like high school. <laughs> I was the worst high school student or school student you'd ever find. Well, maybe if I even showed up. Maybe some of your listeners will remember that from history, but one of the guys who did that, his name was Hermann, and now known Herman, Missouri. So he found the Herman area, went back to Germany wrote up the pamphlets, said, you guys need to come to the United States and settle over here. This looks, this looks exactly like Germany. We can do the wineries, we can do the farming. So a whole bunch of them came over and that's exactly what it is. It's a little German town. It is incredible. It has the oldest arched underground stone wine cellars in the country. Thing. so so there's a lot of history there's a there's a lot to show off too like i think so you're talking about like branson uh family retreats and then you have missouri house so i've obviously you're attracting families with branson and then with missouri house are you still getting families or is it more like the solo slash couples or like small groups of friends you know etc is that kind of like i'm kind of curious to hear the demographic difference so the demographics for this, as you said, it is definitely different. So we're going after the folks that come down the bicycle trail. So we have a lot of through bikers and they come from all over the world. And then there's also folks that just want a place to set up camp. This is our you know, base and then go ride the bikes this way, ride the bikes that way, um, or just have a little escape from the city because we're only an hour from St. Louis. Uh, so that 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 is our target, you know, the the couples, small families, um, folks with dogs, because everything is dog friendly, and the bank is bigger, so it's four bedrooms, but we can also do just the main level with one bedroom. So there's also in within the wineries and the area is wedding event centers, so a lot of weddings, and in our area, average size wedding is usually 300 people, and. So not bad. Yeah, you know, there's not yeah. enough beds for folks in the area. No, not at all. So we, we do a lot of wedding um, things. And so that that is generally our, our target is the yeah. weddings and the wineries, just dog friendly and the bicyclists. Still though, the exact same core values as our Branson Family Retreats, which is to provide a space for families to create memories, grow bonds, and be a place of safety and peace. I love that you said that because it's leading into part of what I want to talk about as well, because we're both marketers, we're both branders, we're both kind of that creative thinker, right? Mm -hmm. And so 
you're, you have your, your name, you have your logo, you have your website, you have your mission, your core values. Um, for anyone listening, these are all important. So if you're not doing them, take notes, but then what is more to marketing and branding than just having a logo on a website? And I'm only saying this because we're asking this question because I may have seen uh, our friend Arthur from Stayfy and um, a few other people in the industry, you know, there's more to marketing and branding than just having a logo on a website. And I think, you know, you understand that very well. So tell us about um, what goes behind it in order to then get this brand known. Because Airbnb, Verbo, Booking.com, all these platforms, they really are just marketing channels. And obviously they're showing off their brand first. Um, and it's kind of hard to remarket when you don't have all the guest information that you need. So can you tell us why you think it's really important or like what the importance of having more than just a website and logo is for anybody that may not understand like how capturing information and then being able to communicate your brand to your guest again is really important. So the first thing, and I don't know if this is the answer you're looking for, but the, the first thing that I really encourage folks, um, especially when they come for consulting and ask me what should they do, is you need to share your story. Your about I 100% page. agree. Yep. Because that story and who you are is the one thing no one else can replicate. That is what makes you stand out from anyone else. And that is also how we connect with our guests. So it's not just more of, hey, we love the lake. I grew up here, so we decided to build a place and then you guys can um, stay too. It's not that. It's, it's going deeper than that. Now, everybody's got a different comfort level of how much they wanna share. But the more you can share, the more connections you make with your guests. So I would, I even went as far as, you know, my kids are into baseball. They're into wrestling. And I've had guests say, you know what, my kid, they play baseball too. You know, you've got those connectors, those touch points. And as you have more touch points with your guests, the more they know you, the more they like you, the more they trust you. And the more likely they're going to hand you thousands and thousands of dollars to a complete stranger after only seeing photos on the internet, not scam worthy at all. Yeah, no, exactly. Very important for them to know who you are. And then there's that level of being transparent and being Mm -hmm. open with your guests. If something's going to go wrong, you know, take responsibility, make sure you communicate with them. And then as you said, you know, getting those contact information, so important. So at first we would only get the email address from the person who's booking. And, you know, now we get every single mailing address from the booking. They actually get a card in the mail from us. Every person gets a thank you card in the mail and our Branson guests get a pre-arrival card with our favorite hiking trail you know, something physical in their hands, because this isn't all digital. This is an experience that we're giving them. And you're setting the stage pretty much for the the grand opening for for them to arrive. Yes, exactly. And just doing that, um, you know, you're wrapping your arms around them in this warm hug and saying, hey, when you're with us, you're going to be secure to know that we're not scammers. You're not gonna show up to a really dirty place unless unless our cleaner's human and they made a huge mistake, but we'll take care of it. We promise, you know, trust us. 
then you can trust us with that money you've been saving the last year and the time. I mean, the time is the most important, yeah. you know, and with large families, you know, Branson, we target three and four generation families. This is a big feat to get all these folks together and people will book two years in advance. So I know I'm a keeper of their family time and I have to be very careful with that. So mm -hmm. when they, when they arrive, we call them on yeah. the phone. So Nat calls every single person, welcomes them and makes sure that they know if they need anything, we're right there with them. No, that's super important. I love how you're talking about transparency because like people, I, I, a lot of people get in, like I'm listening to, or in a lot of groups of real estate, people are like, you know, best way to get like cash flow in real estate is, you know, getting long-term or short-term rentals, blah, blah, blah. Here's how you streamline the process. Great. Those are all fun things to learn and do and like build a, a successful lifestyle for yourself. But the thing that a lot of people forget, we are in hospitality. We are a sector of lodging, accommodation, tourism, etc. All the things you're describing with, you know, the sunset and the cheers and the attention to detail that comes into the trails and doing the notes and like the pre-arrivals and the calls and all the stuff, that's hospitality. It's like not how you, it's not as what you do, it's how you make them feel. And so... Yes. And so this yes. is why I'm like super glad you're doing these things and you're talking about this because there's so much more that goes into it. And it's not just like, so I work with, I go with this, like with my parents, my dad runs their Airbnbs, uh, or sorry, their short-term rentals on Airbnb. And, um, that, that's always the thing I would, yeah, have to catch myself on. Um, yeah, I know. And uh, so he always like, he was like, Oh, I have an inquiry. What do I do? And I said, well, I kind of help him through, you know, and then we, but you know, the less uh, I'm trying to get to the point of what you're saying is like, we are real people. There's a face and we're not scammers because Airbnb, a few other platforms, they don't show you who the guest even is until they book. So you have a name, no face. And you have maybe if they have a review or not, that's it. And so for people like my parents who have like a property next to their home, uh, that can be a little troublesome, especially when you get kind of some red flags and other stuff like that. So transparency is really key. And the more, I, sorry, I'm not going to go on a big tangent, but like people like you who are being more transparent and more open and showing, you know, doing more in order to get that face, that story in front of the guest is just a huge step forward. Um, especially with 2021 and, you know, recovery as an industry, because there's no longer that barrier between guests and, and providers such as property managers or, or whatever. Um, so yeah, you are speaking my language. I'm just super amped up for what you're, you're saying. <laughs> Absolutely. I, it, and it makes, it's like a giant warm hug to us too. When a guest stayed for, to celebrate their dad's 90th birthday, and 10 years later, you get the call saying, hey, we're going to celebrate his 100th birthday and we're booking again. Dang, that's so cool. I know, right? <laughs> that's, see, those are stories we live for. I love exactly, that. Exactly. That's exactly. so cool. Or like this last week, we had guests who love Instagram and they were mm -hmm. over at the bank and they were sharing on Instagram stories and tagging us all week. So we got to watch our guest week with their family for Christmas and New Year's in a non-creepy way. Yeah, we, we, yeah. Don't, we don't have to have cameras there or anything. We, we don't do that for that house. But them sharing everything and then tagging us and saying, yes, absolutely share with your followers too. And yeah. so then we're not only sharing the magic of the area, 
they're sharing the magic of the area and their family experiencing it and just being a family. And then at the very, very end of the week on our Facebook page, they post a photo of their family eating the pizza from next door because next door is the best pizza in the county. And we tell every guest that I think 99% of guests go next door. And so they got the pizza lined up and they're all standing there in the kitchen and they big old selfie. And they said, this was our best week together as a family. They came from different States and it just, that's my mission is to provide that space for these families to come together. And, you know, family is a big thing. I am the oldest of six kids. Nat I'm is the, the youngest, youngest of seven. So you're on yeah. So you know this. Okay. So yeah. Nat's yeah. the youngest of six kids. So we both come from these huge families. And when my family gets together for Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever, just my parents and my siblings and their kids and everyone, we're already over 25 people. Yeah. It's a lot of easily. Us. easily. You know that. Yes. So to me, when I, when I see in our community, the families hurting, Mm-hmm. Because they, they don't have the time or the space to come together like this. You know, mm-hmm. that's why we want to provide that for, for folks to come in and be able to have that time and space. And then our mission goes a step further. So I, um, I serve on the board of directors for CASA, the, the court-appointed special advocates for our area. And so we, this past fall, I decided, you know, what, what can we do to help show our commitment? And we decided we would do a dollar a night at every single property and make that donation to CASA. And then I I did a video on Facebook Live and then I challenged all of my friends in the vacation rental industry to do the same. It's only a dollar, dollar per night. When did you do this? And I didn't even, I didn't see it. I know, you didn't see it. Um, I did this in, I wanna say November. Okay, okay. Yeah, so a a dollar a night and we so at the end of the year we ended up giving um two, we rounded up to two thousand dollars, wow! And so gave that to Franklin County Casa, and it also encouraged. And you don't have to give to our Casa in Franklin County, Missouri. Although I will definitely take the money. That's part of my job as a Casa board <laughs> member is to ask for money. I'm not shy about that. <laughs> you can go to FranklinCountyCasa.com/slash/donate to make your donation. I'll put Tax the link deductible. in the and the, uh, the show notes. Yes, please do. Yep. Oh, by the way, the CARES Act has increased your tax credits. So my, you, I can talk to you more about that later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, it, ha- it also inspired others. So Heather Bayer is, yep. you know, making her donation according, you know, to the charity and that she supports. tons of properties. Uh-huh. Like and hundreds. then on LinkedIn, I tagged um, Tom Hale, who used okay. to He's with Survey Monkey now, but used to yep. be um, Home Away. Yep. And so Survey Monkey made a large donation to Casa in San Francisco. Wow. So just seeing how one little person like me, you know, I'm a Midwest small town girl, born in Herman, Missouri. Hospital gave my mom a bottle of wine as congratulations, and she was only <laughs> 20 years old. You know, I can have that ripple effect and even if it's just one family the ripple effect from that family and it just continues to go out and that's why we do vacation rentals 
the and it's one thing to create a mission statement and core values for your business but then to see it lived out like that um i honestly like you were telling me that story about the uh about the family just like experiencing the whole thing it literally almost brings me to tears just because like it's huge just like you see so many um, I, I'm calling them obviously in 2020 COVIDpreneurs, right? Where you have so many people starting getting into like a business. And the one thing I think either, I would say a majority of people here is, you know, create your core values, create your mission statement. Um, but how often do you think they actually get to see it lived out? Probably not as often. So just to hear something like that. And then plus like the free marketing you get from it. And then, like you said, the ripple effect of doing good things and having that experience and, you know, bringing humanization to hospitality um, obviously is, is going to continue to just grow and grow and grow. So seriously, that that's an amazing story. I love it so much. <laughs> it's just, yeah, you, you're crushing it. So yeah, I don't know. I'm just, oh gosh, I think I can geek out forever. So <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, um, from from there, I guess let me ask you one one question for for the audience. Um, let's say I've been I've been meeting a lot of people recently that are of like three, five, maybe six, maybe ten, but they're still operating at a um, kind of like a scattered level of only doing listings, not having a PMP or not doing like guidebooks or extra things. What are like the top like three steps that you think anyone listening to uh, this episode can really start by implementing to get their brand um, known, but then also have action behind the brand, such as getting marketing and tools and resources for them to collect, you know, data and information, but then also go that step further where they can add that personal touch, that core mission, that value add that you guys do with Branson um, family retreats. And then of course, Missouri house. So step one is to go to tanganmarsink.com slash consulting and hire me for a consulting. Uh, but <laughs> Also poke around on my website because on my toolbox page, I do list exactly all the softwares and tools that I use to keep my life sane. People ask me, how do you balance things? I don't balance things at all. I, you go to my website, it says abandon boring. I don't like to be bored. I'd rather create a new business than clean my house. So amen. Amen. Exactly. Yes. And that was the best thing I ever did was hire a house cleaner for my personal house. Such a wonderful investment. And she gets a bonus every year. It's huge. So, okay. But other, besides that, um, the first thing is get a property management software that will 100%. hugely Even for one property? help you structure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh my Thank gosh. God you said that. Oh, I didn't do it until I had, what, six properties? And I'm kicking myself, totally kicking myself. I should have done it from the very beginning. And I've talked to a lot of people and they think, oh, that's too much. You know, I, I can't do 30 bucks a month. That's just way too much. Like, dude, do you know how much time it saves you and how much your time is worth? It is major. I spend 30 so, bucks a month on my coffee for my house. So I think I can spend 30 bucks a month to yes. have more time to not scramble. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and most of them now also integrate with API integrations with all the booking platforms. So Majority, it, it's a no brainer. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Yeah. Yeah. And and if not, you go sign up with Reynolds United and then everything's, you know, so sorry, that's a no brainer. That is absolute number one step. We're just we going on to. that expert level. We're just going on that expert level, bringing in Reynolds United. <laughs> well, I, I got a whole bunch of people I can name. I got, uh, I, I know I will name all my friends and any friends that I don't mention. I'm sorry. So I feel it. I'm, I'm horrible. And I feel, you know, so everybody bad, too. Like, yeah, it's like our friends at like Noiseware and all these other places. I'm like, hey, I'm so sorry I didn't mention you at this one time where I knew I should have, but I promise. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Okay, so after your, you got your PM set up, your property management software. After that, you need a digital guidebook. And I'm not saying that just because I'm the community ambassador for Touch Day. You can create your digital guidebook on Canva you can create it on your own website. You can, there's all different services you can do it. And I'll even name our competitors, Hostfully and You're Welcome and Wishbox. Touch Day, I still think it's the best. But, you know, check out what works best for you because that is the most important thing. Agreed. Okay. What's best for you. Yeah. Exactly. That is the biggest thing. So get a digital guidebook. And if you notice, I said this before even getting your own website. Mm -hmm. you've got to get those processes and the experience of your guests down before you worry about your own website. Correct. Okay. So, and most of the property management softwares give you a website for free. Exactly. So, exactly. And yeah. when you're ready to go a step further, create a WordPress website and drop the widgets in and Natty media does that, which happens to be me. I know. So, no big deal. No big deal. So the other thing is your accounting. Yeah. Okay. You have to have accounting. Okay. Whether you do QuickBooks, maybe QuickBooks online. So it connects with your accountant, makes your life easier, but get an accountant, talk to your CPA, get your numbers in order. So important. And then of course there's insurance and regulations and all that should have come before your PMS and before you bought your property. Um, but yeah, there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and can I mention also education? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so education is huge. I know it's where everybody's just webinars out the wazoo this year. I get it. It's hard. But really pay attention to what webinars can you commit to or mm -hmm. what educational events you can commit to. Um, one of the new things for 2020 is I was asked to serve on the Association of Lodging Professionals Board of Directors. And this is the national organization that started for bed and breakfast and mm -hmm. ends, but is now also expanding to vacation rentals and short-term rentals and unique properties. Yeah. So in 2021, look for that uh, and for them to serve you more in their education. So I will be talking two branding sessions in their event coming up in February. One for the aspiring lodging professionals, which is really cool because they have a whole track just for folks who aspire to get into the industry, which mm. I have not seen anyone else do before. Yep. It's incredible. It's an entire day just for aspiring. I love that. You'll have to connect me because that's one of my mission statement goals for the podcast is I want to inspire. I want to get the younger people, even, even if they're not younger, just people that want to get in the industry and provide yes. great service. Like that's been one of my goals because when I first started, I was hungry. To learn more i was yes. i started in hotels but granted i you know i'm now in both worlds uh but i didn't have anyone teaching me what adr was and revpar and occupancy and how to like 
find out what, what a cap rate is. Like I didn't know any of this stuff and mm-hmm. I was hungry for it. And so that's kind of like one personal mission statement. So you'll have to connect me after this. That'd be great. I will. Yeah. Cause I mean, like last year at their event, I met someone who was on the aspiring path and her goal was 20 years from now. Oh, so wow. she planned to take 20 years of education before going into the industry because she realized it was a lifestyle choice. Interesting. It's like, that's impressive. Yeah. One that you know what you want to do in 20 years. I don't know where I'll be in 20 years. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I go I go day by day. Like I look at my schedule. I'm like, oh, what's on today's calendar? Hmm, what really. flight's on yeah. sale today? Where am I going to go? No. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're all different. We're all different. Yes. Um, yeah. And then, of course, uh, VR Mastered, um, the yeah. vacation rental boot camp that I created with Alana. And that will come back in 2022. And that's awesome. in-person, intense, amazing event. Yes. I can't wait for more in-person stuff. So thank God for, for that. Um, it's like music to my ears, just uh, in-person gathering. Yes. I know, yeah. right? Hugs. We get to hug people. I know. Take selfies. Hugs, high fives. <laughs> cheers and drinks together. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yes. I yes. love it. Perfect. Well, Tyann, you've been a pleasure to have on the show and just like, to hear the passion. I can like obviously see it. We're virtual, but it still shines through my computer screen and through my microphone. I'm super excited that um, you actually got to take the time to chat with me and to bring this valuable knowledge and resources and just awesome conversation to the audience. Um, Obviously, I'm going to link everything in the show notes. So all the extra stuff, if you have it, I would love them. And then for the audience, where can they go to right now? As they're listening to this podcast what's like the one go-to spot that you want them to go uh, everything is on tyannmarsink.com if you Perfect. go to yep yeah, if you go to my about page you'll have all the different links to all my different brands and other businesses told you i've been boring i've got a few other businesses um so everything is over there um as well as my consulting and, and things like that and then on social media actually on in the world, Google, just Google my name. I'm the only yeah. one out there. Easy to find. Exactly. That's why I always tell people, like, just Google Will Slickers and like, oh, there's no way that that's possible. I'm like, no, it really is. There's, yeah. So you can Google like... my first name. That's all you need is my first just name. T-Y-A-N-N. Now, I might not be the first. There might be some sketchy characters first. Okay. But then me, but I'm on the first page. Yes. That's good marketing right there. Awesome. Well, thanks, Tyann, for being on the show. I appreciate you so much. Slick Talkers, go check her out. Go check out all the brands. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I'd love to connect you to her, or you can just reach out on her website directly. Thank you again, and we'll talk very soon. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, then you are amazing. And thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. 
And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast.